Hi, this is Sarah at Mum on a Spiritual Journey on the 28th of March 2016. This week um, I'm going to be talking about Kryon's fourth of the seventh cosmic laws and this law is everything that you learn spiritually in one expression carries over to the next. Now when I asked which set of Akashic records I ought to open this week um, the guidance told me um, the records of the Gaian Crystal Cave. Now, if anyone has gone to any Cryon channeling over the last umpty-ump years that Lee Carroll has been doing his work, they'll know that Cryon often talks about the Crystal Cave. It's a location where when we leave and when we arrive on the planet, we store our memories um, of this planet, of our lives here, and then we can come and collect them for the next life. So... Uh, I opened these records. Um, I'm still in them so I can talk from this level because it was pretty esoteric, pretty um, sort of high level stuff, not everyday advice kind of stuff, although it does end up being that. And I got a very strong image of one of the Lords of the Akashic Records um, moving towards me, thanking me for being there and then kind of flicking open this book. And there was a list of things, there's a long list of things. Um, because I asked the question, what exactly do we carry over as spiritual teachings and learnings from one expression or incarnation to the next? Because I wanted to know. I mean, so, okay, the law is that we carry them over, but what are they? So here's the list. The first one, life memories. Memories of all lives are present in the energy field. They may not all be activated in this life, but those you have chosen to work with often are. They can appear as an aha moment, the feeling of being familiar with an old song or piece of music, the knowledge of how to move your body in a dance, a feeling of homecoming to a brand new country you are visiting in this lifetime. Some children are already coming through with very active life memories to show us all how to look. And the way I look at my life memories is with my work in the Akashic Records. The next um, item that we bring through, they use the words golden threads of existence. And I saw these as the fibers that comprise our universal calibration lattice or lattice. So it's our electromagnetic field. It's like a container for our consciousness is the information that I got kind of sensorily in the body. So they say, the Lord says about this, these Golden threads of existence are multidimensional and hold human consciousness in now time. And they say, although often we incarnate and we don't even bother to stay present when we're here, there are so many realities to visit. The next item on the list was, is multidimensional existence, the ability to time shift from Jules Verne to Star Trek. They say we are born being able, because we're multidimensional beings, we can throw our minds out there and shift from one existence to another. So this is how people are able to imagine some of these amazing movies because they're shifting forward in time or they're going back in time um, to reference, apart from things like our human written records, the energetic records of our existence on the planet. Then they list sensory experience why some things feel familiar because they are so somebody maybe f will feel very comfortable uh, working with wood 
or playing a musical instrument. That's one example of sensory experience. And then this was really interesting. The, um, the next one was racial delineation. And my initial thought was, oh, I don't know what that is. Um, perhaps I should go and look it up on Google. And they said to me, no, 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 we'll, we'll explain it for you. It's simply a marker in the energy field which shows our racial type this time around. And it changes dependent upon incarnation. So next time you could be incarnated because you're choosing a different soul journey, a different uh, spiritual journey on the planet with a completely different set of markers for racial delineation, which makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Then they listed DNA pockets. These are areas of the human DNA which are different in each lifetime too. They allow for different physical expressions of incarnation, yet also record them and carry them forward to the next incarnation if you choose to have another one. So um, one area you'd find very interesting, this is kind of a very esoteric book, um, but also um, got some science in it too. Lee Carroll and Cryan wrote a book called The Twelve Layers of DNA. So if you're interested in how in epigenetics and DNA and, and things like that, then I would highly recommend that book. I'll include a, a link to it in the blog post part of this podcast too. The next thing on the list, energetic postures, habitual ways of being. If you always like to work out in other lives, you are more likely to be active in this lifetime. So the examples they gave me were, Dancers will be dancers, singers will be singers, craftspeople will love to craft. Now, they also talked about being present, the power of now, and I mentioned Eckhart Tolle, and they said he's a very great teacher of this ability on the planet. If you haven't come across him before, I, I'll list some references to him in the actual blog post too. They say, and I've had this message a few times recently from... Um, another spiritual mentor of mine and lots of other things happening around me but being present is a major key to intuitive development and all creative activities all truly productive activities they say if you are not present then you are simply moving through time with no physical focus of attention or energy so some of the most successful people on the planet exude enormous physical presence so I can see how that would be such a powerful key on the spiritual journey. Then they list centeredness or not. And then they said to me, put in brackets, energetic habits. If you have a tendency to be scattered or get scattered easily, this may have happened many times before. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty amusing. They say work on being centered and present this time around. Whether these states are natural to you or not, it will definitely help you. Then they use the words chakra habituation. If you finished a previous lifetime being present, like mainly in the solar plexus chakra, that will be your habitual focus of attention. So um, the sacral, sorry, the um, solar plexus chakra would be all about self-identity, who you are, what you have in the world. Um, connecting initially with the lower three chakras and that involves survival and just being present here on the planet and finding out who you are. So as you move up through the chakras then your awareness expands and you start to become aware of higher perspectives, higher level perspectives on the planet um, like social um, needs or 
even spiritual work if you head up into the um, crown chakra. So they say any chakra work is always beneficial because it opens us to further energetic possibilities. So any kind of chakra balancing that you like to do, and I've got a few recommendations there, I can because there's a lot of information here that I can put on the blog page, um, you know, are beneficial to the journey. Next, they say soul group markers. So you find your way back to your soul group. Your soul group can visit you here if need be or connect up if they are incarnated in another human body. So soul groups are the way we choose to group ourselves energetically, vibrationally on the other side of the veil. And then some of us choose to incarnate while others in our soul group who've maybe been with us many lifetimes before um, choose to stay on the other side and guide us from there or choose to come through as loved ones or people we know and help us with life lessons here on earth. This was a nice one. Spiritual gifts. Anything you have practiced before can be awakened this time around. So ask your records. Cryon, because we're talking about Cryon's seven cosmic laws, Cryon always talks about us having a spiritual jar and what's inside the spiritual jar. So if you're drawn to shamanic work, for example, the chances are you are a practicing shaman uh, in a previous life. Or perhaps um, you love to pray and you love the atmosphere of church or a monastery or a nunnery. And again, it may be the case that you know you love spending time by yourself worshipping um, the higher than self. Um, put your own word here. Um, because you were, in fact, that kind of person or you practiced that for a whole lifetime, if not more than one. Then they talk about everyday skills and they say this connects to energetic postures but at the fully embodied physical level. So perhaps you were a scribe in a past life so you may be able to write beautifully at an early age. Perhaps you are royalty in a few lifetimes so you are good at ordering people around and sometimes leading um, and feel that this is the natural order of things. So everyday skills, just think about those little things that you do and sometimes you might realise you have hidden talents and abilities that could come out this time around. Um, then they talk about Gaian, energetic remembrance from a location. You fall in love with a country even though you've never been there before. This happened to me when I went to Italy. I just couldn't believe how much I loved just being there and how at home I felt. Or you feel an enormous pull to visit a particular landmark or location. So, you know, people, the, the opposite of that can be you had a bad experience somewhere. So you go, I've never been attracted to such and such a place. Or you could say, I've always wanted to go to such and such a place. Now, they talk about some of the sensory uh, memories, too. So they say sound, visual and kinesthetic. That's like body movement, whole body um, First of all, they talk about sound memories and say, when you hear something and you get the chills, this is one reason. So you hear a sound and it takes you back. At least it takes, you have like an energetic memory of something, even if you don't know why it makes you sad or it makes you happy or it moves you in some way. They talk about similar experiences with visual memories. So somehow you're in a location and you know where everything is, even when you haven't been there before. Um, there's several accounts online you can find these about past life experiences where there's one lady who even went um, back to Ireland and she was born in a previous generation family 
um, in a past life and she was able to take some younger members of this family that she was originally part of and show them where their old house was, um, how it was laid out, everything. Pretty amazing when people can do that. So kinesthetic memories, you know what to do as if born to it. So, you know, the jokey one uh, in our family, we like the movie June. So um, there's the, the lead guy in the movie who is the magical being who ends up being able to do all sorts of amazing things. And he puts on the still suit, which is a suit they wear on this desert planet in the June movie or Dune, as you might say over here. And um, <clears throat> he puts the still suit on correctly because it's quite complicated to put on. And all the others say, you know, he knows how to wear the suit as if he's been born to it. So things that happen for you that you go, well, I already knew how to do that. Nobody showed me, but I knew. Um, this is an interesting one. Repetitive thoughts. They say these, of course, can be definitely programmed into you by parents and carers, but some do get carried forward from your Akash. Um, they say some can be useful, many not so much. So the more work you can do to let go of what no longer serves you, the better. Amen to that. They also talk briefly, and that's, this is a big subject, so I'm not going to go into it here at the moment, uh, about the off-world inheritance. They're saying that's what you also bring through um, from one expression, one spiritual expression to the next. So this would be your lineage from other planets. Now, initially when I first started this kind of work 20 years ago, my spiritual mentor used to say stuff about off-world beings and things, and I was like, yeah. You know, I know what chakras are. I get that because I feel it. I understand what I'm doing. But that stuff, not for me. Don't don't think it's going to be part of my experience. But you just never know because a few years ago I started having these experiences. So I'm going back to him going, um, actually, I think I might have something going on here. So um, some of you may have an awareness of lineage from other planets already, depending on where you are on the journey. Others, you may not be ready for that yet. Then they, this is interesting too, they're all really fascinating. Crystalline connectors, your ability to communicate via planetary grids. So um, in my case, I'm very aware of trees and sensitive to trees. And it's almost like wherever I go, they have a little chat with me. Um, in my case, I've always loved Stonehenge. And once when I walked into a room where I was going to be doing some energy work, this woman came straight up to me and she said, oh, you've been to Stonehenge, haven't you? So she could even tell that I had this uh, awareness around me and we talked about a past life I had there. So um, when uh, some of you might be sensitive to ley lines, I've met an energy worker who's an amazing lady called Sika Nikolic who um, helps people with ley lines and things like power, power lines and underground... Um, water uh, under their houses like rivers and things because some people actually get sick from it if they're um, if they align their house or their belongings over a place that doesn't uh, suit their energy so it's really interesting to start to think about connecting with planetary grid grids and become more aware of how they affect you of course the internet is one of the biggest modern planetary grids in existence then they say, uh, we're second to last here, the silver cord 
from here to there and back again. So I've been told about this before. Some people see when they astrally travel, when they lift up out of their bodies, they see a silver cord extending from their body and they're floating off so that, you know, they don't want to break the silver cord because they want to make it back to their body and wake up the next morning after they've traveled astrally or done their meditation or whatever. So it's uh, it works for that, but it's also, there's another aspect, it's actually not just attached to you it goes back through the veil to your higher than self your soul your greater than self so um, that's what reconnects you with the other side when you're ready to transition now the last thing they say which i thought was really beautiful they say joy joy comes through with you they say they all you always come through with a big dose of this to carry you through the veil and back again so when you come through as a baby, a small child, you can demonstrate joy as a natural part of your being. It's very helpful, first of all, to get you through the shock of coming through the veil from being a spiritual being and coming back into your incarnate, into another incarnated body. Um, that's one of the functions of it. And they say joy is like a battery and it has life. It can be recharged by your actions, thoughts, emotions in this life or drained by the same. And they say the other reason that joy is there is when you go home, you'll know you are back when you recognize joy. So really quite a mind blowing list there about what we carry over as spiritual teachings and learnings from one expression or incarnation to the next. Cryon's fourth cosmic law. Everything that you learn spiritually in one expression carries over to the next. That's what we were discussing this week. The full blog post will be uh, under the podcasts. There's a menu at the top of mumonaspiritualjourney.com and you'll see uh, an option there, podcasts with Sarah and friends. Just click on that and you'll find it in that section there. Um, feel free to visit me there at mumonaspiritualjourney.com. You can sign up for my monthly newsletter there. Um, I'm also chatty on Twitter and my handle is at Sarah's Energy so you can connect with me there and uh, my services site is at newworldenergetics.com. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and uh, until next time. <laughs>